Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. And I'm Brian Cohn from B. Cone Knives. I'm a young maker. And I work both. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. So so what are, what are you doing right now? Brian, you're you're getting your trombone out. <laughs> I'm setting up my trombone, you know. All the important get, get your, shit. <laughs> get your bone out. Get that Hell trombone yeah. out. I like it. Uh, yeah. Let's so see. hey, listen, you're listening to the Work For It podcast. I'm Brian House, and joined as always in the studio with my main man, Mr. Brian Cohn. How you doing, Hell buddy? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, doing great. We're just waiting on Ben. You know, he kind of slides in somewhere around the 315 mark, which is uh, usually what his schedule is. I have a hard out again today. I have been slammed, 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 slammed with stuff to do. I haven't been doing a ton of social media because I've been trying to catch up. I, I don't know if you've watched any of my um, Instagram stuff, but I had an issue with one of my steel suppliers Oh my and they gosh, decided that so frustrating. It it definitely is because I have planned ahead two months just to ensure that this would not happen. And I and I kept telling them, like, look, you know, every single time I take delivery of one order, make sure you place another, you know, stuff like that. Um and it's like, why am I doing your job for you? Anyway, long story <laughs> short is I get uh I'm run out of tube steel for the revolution kits and then um so I, I'm, you know, telling these people like, look, I ordered this two months ago. Where is it? And they're like, oh, sorry, COVID. And, you know, people yeah, can't yeah, work yeah, yeah. and people are doing stimulus checks. And, <sighs> and I'm just like, OK, well, you know what I would like to do? I would like to run my effing business 
And it's so simple. All you have to do mm. is get product A to, to me. Product. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And they're like, well, oh. we can get you the raw steel. So they sent me the raw steel, right? And then um, I spend two days. I set up my entire shop. A couple of good things came out of this. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna completely just bash everything in the in the head right now like <laughs> negatively but even I'll tell though you what, it feel like, good to do it but, oh you know. yeah it's very cathartic brian i love i love just like you know ranting about shit but like so mm-hmm. i cut all this tube steel i had a great um experience using my evolution chop saw which you know i use it kind of like you know once every couple of weeks i'll use it to like chop up something or whatever but it's not really been put through its paces man am i impressed with that tool that damn thing i Hold never changed now. the blade so you are using the evolution to make parts mm. for the revolution. I know that just that sounds weird? that just sounds you know <laughs> poetic. Well, what's funny is I tagged uh, Evolution Power Tools mm-hmm. in the post, and they reposted it on Instagram. And I have more followers than they do, but I was actually thinking like, how co- kind of cool would it be to build a rapport with Evolution Power Tools and just see if we can you know, do a sponsorship opportunity or something sure, like man, that. Speaking, speaking of that, uh, I actually had uh, a, a viewer and a listener of our content um, submit my some of my YouTube videos to the nice folks over at Tap Magic, which is the cutting fluid that I always mm-hmm. use when I yeah. drill and tap things. And they were nice enough to send me like a huge care package, like filled oh, with. Oh, that's so nice. Bunch of like new different uh, tap magic uh, samples, and then also like a tap magic hat and a shirt and like all kinds of stuff. There's a Speaking possible of... sponsorship opportunity there. Hey, We're still kind of working nice. that out. So yeah, it would be. It would be kind of funny that we would be sponsored by Tap Magic. But hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, why not? Right. We'll, t- we'll take all kinds <laughs> over here. No big deal. Speaking of, um, so I made a post about a week ago today or so. Um, kind of featuring the uh, drill doctor. So I had oh, I had drilled a yeah. hundred different holes in handles, and you know basically I just kind of like, that on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, yeah, um, okay. Instagram and Facebook, of course. You got to cross promote. But anyway, yeah. so I basically just laid out all my knives and put the drill doctor in the back and wrote up a little nice you know compliment about how the drill doctor. I mean, I I sharpened the these drill bits probably three or four times. Um, it just in about the span of, of an hour just to keep them nice and sharp and, sure. uh, ended up, you know, drill doctor, whoever their new guy over there is, uh, started messaging me and they're sending me over a little care package. Uh, basically the, the real little replacement for the, the little diamond stone that's in there. And I don't know what else nice. he said, just, they, just send over the, the address and they'll get it my way. So. You know, it's, it's so crazy how, you know, you, you make a little post about tools that you like and you never know. They might read it, reach out to you. Keep yeah, some I, of that good I karma have, going around. Definitely. Because if you find a good product that saves you time and money, like oh, and you yeah. share about it, um, you're not only helping the community, but you're you're also helping them, you know, continue to stay in business doing of what course. they're doing. And if it's a good quality tool then, you know, hey, more power to them. That's, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, I love my drill doctor too. I use it every week. Um, I made a video about it on YouTube, yeah. like maybe like a year ago. And um, 
and you know i got youtube is such i have a love hate with with youtube because <laughs> people are such assholes that like you know people are oh, i didn't know your channel was going to become an infomercial trying to sell us something like right. asshole i am legit <laughs> impressed with this tool so right. you know go pound sand or whatever but i had the um, same I, when i made my broadbeck ironworks review on the on the grinder i had probably four or five people say oh my gosh you must be spot you have to put a sponsor label if you're sponsored by them you know and it's just like <laughs> no i I like this grinder. I'm telling you the goods. I actually talked about a bad. Like, <laughs> what what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, pe- people are assholes. It, it's oh, I think yeah. YouTube, especially because there's no um, there's no kind of there's like a shroud of privacy. You know, it's just right. like you know, Snake Charmer 485 says you know whatever, and there's you don't know who this person is. Like, right. there's no connection. You can do that on Instagram. It's a little tougher though. So, um, see, but speaking put, of that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just looking at your Instagram. I see you've reached 500 subscribers on YouTube. Speaking yes, of YouTube assholes, look at you 500 <laughs> subscribers. Oh, I am the biggest YouTube asshole of them all. What are you saying? Come on, <laughs> I, got, I got all these comments from this guy, B Cone Knives. He's telling oh me gosh. I can't make a knife. What the hell? <laughs> oh, no, of course not. Dude, congratulations! Five hundred subscribers. That. Yeah, that's awesome. Eleven months. So, that's I don't know if that's good or bad or. In no, the that's middle, good. But, no, that's yeah. good. That's if you look at um, subscriber metrics for people with channels that are not viral channels that are you know trying to create viral content. Right. Yeah, it's it's typically a year, you know, uh, to get to a thousand subscribers. So you're kind of like on par, maybe a little bit subpar, but I think you know you're working through. You're doing all the right things. So it's just a matter of time, you know, until. And by the way, once you hit a thousand subscribers, everybody says like, oh, now you can be monetized and stuff like, yeah, it (laughs) really. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to get like a five dollar check a month, but it's okay because you're hey, it's something. And, you know, as you grow your channel that those numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah. So congratulations. One of the things, uh, especially. Oh. I'm going to talk in here in a little bit about an opportunity to find it. I own, I think I may have found my new shop in Mount Pleasant, but yeah. before, before we go on to that, once I have my new shop and you know, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm going to be quite full time or if I'm going to have a part-time job or something over there, I'm really hoping to try to make it work, but you know, having more time and having a, you know, decent size shop, I'm hoping to kick out a hell of a lot more content. And so I is know, this a, yeah, it's, I'm sorry, Brian, sorry to interrupt you, but like, no, I'm good. really curious about the new space. Is it, um, I saw a little bit on our Instagram thread, but sure. I didn't really fully read into it. So, uh, do you want to tell, like, do you, do you mind telling me a little bit about it? I'd love to hear like how you found um, it and how big <laughs> it is and if, you know, all that stuff. So it's actually, it was listed on Facebook marketplace as uh, storage. And I basically just messaged me like, hey, uh, you know, I know this isn't storage. I know I'm a small business, but is this a possibility? So it is about seven miles southeast of where my apartment's going to be, which is a hell of a lot better than an hour drive. Just just yeah, putting yeah. that out there. Um, so it is 1,800 square feet, just a little bit bigger than the shop I'm in now. <laughs> Wait a minute. How many square feet? 1,800 that's freaking huge. That's like the size of a house. Holy yeah. Shit. It's right got 14 on. Okay. foot ceilings. 
Oh, dude. Dude. Cement floors, brick walls. Yes. Yep. Is there power, like, inside? Like There is power. power. Okay. The the one big downside is there is not sewage or water yet. They're getting that fixed. Okay. $300 a month. Whoa. That's a deal, dude. That's such a steal. That is literally less money than it would be to spend on gas driving to my yeah. you know, current yeah. shop. It's a no-brainer, bro. You it got, is a no-brainer. So are you, are you going to do it? I think so. So... This guy, I've I've messaged back before, back and forth with him. Um, he seems to be leaning towards yes, but so basically, it's downtown in Wind, Michigan, and it looks like you know how when you go through small um, towns. I don't know if it's the same way down in Florida, maybe when you're in Chicago, but you know, there's all of these like you know what would have been small businesses in the, like these brick front buildings. Sure, it's yeah, li- no, it's exactly literally one of those. About. Okay. Um, it looks right. like the rest of the building doesn't have any tenants in it. Um, so at least, you know, I won't be bothering people, but it, was it like it an just, old like manufacturing hub or was it like a retail store at one time or it looks like maybe it was retail in the past. I mean, it looks like it hasn't been inhabited in probably twenty years. Oh, okay. So but the guy's just honestly, like looking to make a little money right with it, have somebody in there to clean it up and take care of it and whatever else right and honestly i haven't gone and saw it yet i've just started talking to him two days ago and like really been talking to him yesterday so i i haven't been able to go and walk it so this might be you know a little bit of celebration you know putting the cart in front of the horse maybe i'm jinxing myself who the hell knows <laughs> yeah i mean the but. one thing that it's probably not is climate controlled so you oh know, it does to- it does have heat it has it does, heat. Yeah, natural gas. Jeez. Oh, well, damn, dude. This this ticks all the boxes. <laughs> it literally what are you like for? Uh, literally I'm moving here on Tuesday. Uh I'll be going and looking at it probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. All and right. then I'll be moving my shop over like I, I don't know what more. <laughs> yeah, I mean other other than walking around and just getting the particulars about right. it. I think that's like you know, those things are super important. Yeah, you're definitely going to want at least some access to water. I mean, even if there's like a hose. Right. You know, that's going to be kind of a, a thing. But I, that's, that's you can always work around that. But yeah. shit, I, I mean, an you hour don't really drive, have it now, but. The other option you, is an hour drive. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. You could, can you could you always not? get like a water cooler or you can get like big jugs of water if you had to. Shit, man. I, I, I can work around just about anything. I mean, in the sh- in the little shed that I'm in now, I've had so many workarounds that, you know, when I when I started in my shed, it didn't have power out there. Well, I ran a line, buried a line, figured out how to do all that. Sure. I mean, a part of having a small business, especially, you know, guys like us who are working with metal or steel or wood or whatever the hell we're working with, you know, it, there's going to be a thousand different things that you're going to have to just figure out. And part of it is you have to figure it out. So, I mean... That's that's half the fun of smart stop smart. Ugh. Man, I'm tripping over my words. That's half the fun of starting a small business is figuring out all the things that you have to do. I'm with you. I you know a lot of people are like, um, uh, how how do you do this? How do you figure this out? How do you do? That? I'm like I just read and I did a lot. I watched a lot of YouTube, and you know if you're a small business owner, or you're self-employed. Every single time you have to hire someone to do something, that's just cutting money. into your bottom. Yeah, it's cutting into yeah. your bottom line. Except so for Kyle advantage. with my videography. He's worth it. That's all I'm, Definitely. I'm putting that caveat yeah. on there. <laughs> I will tell you this. I think you're absolutely right with that. I am a little bit of an introvert. 
in regards to I like to work alone. Sure. So that is my biggest problem with hiring someone for videography. I just I just don't feel comfortable being in a room with someone and working and like trying to figure something out and ha- you know, I just I can't do it. I'm not I'm not like that. I and I've I've had a lot of offers. I've had people go, "Oh, you know, I'd love to work with you in your shop. I'd love to do this." And, you know, and I'm just like, "Yeah, but I don't want you here." And it's not right. because you know, I don't it's not you in particular. It's just I don't work well with other people around mm-hmm. me. I need to have quiet so I can think. And then yeah. if I'm shooting a video, another person is just a distraction. So No, um, I totally feel that. Um yeah. I guess the biggest thing is think about all of the time it takes for you to set things up. And especially yeah, at the end, are, are you editing all of your own videos? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Think about all of that time that you would be able to <laughs> get back. Oh, dude, trust me. I think about it all the time. And in fact, um, uh, Jess, uh, Jesse Nueta, um, mm-hmm. yeah. she did a post just recently with her. It was all just cuts of her walking back to her own camera to reset up the shots. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, if you ever wonder why it takes me so long to make a video, this is the reason why, because I don't have a videographer and it just shows, and that's me too. So that, you know, yeah. when I set up my little cart in my shop with my camera on it, it helps a lot. And it, it definitely is a game changer as far as like, you know, being able to speed up things. But yeah, yeah you know, and I have a system. one of so the I'm things that, when I have my new shop, I would like to set up like a little cart like yours. So like on the large videos, I'll have Kyle come over and we'll make the really high end production type stuff. I'm really hoping to pepper in two or three, you know, smaller, less produced kind of easier videos in between just so I'm not, I mean, right now it's been a month since I've posted a YouTube video and it's probably going to be a couple weeks before one's ready. Yeah. Which yeah. is just yeah. terrible yeah. for the analytics, but it's, it is. It's, I'm, I'm I got with busy. You. Kyle's busy. There's just nothing we could have done about it. It's uh, just the way I things work. I was listening to the Making It podcast with Jimmy Daresta and yes. um, Bob Claggett, and I can never remember the other guy's name. Sorry, guys. I don't think they listen to this anyway. <laughs> but um, and they were saying the same thing that they're trying to produce content every week. Right. And in the summertime, it is insanely difficult, especially when you have kids and you've got all kinds of stuff. So a lot of those guys, too, go on a hiatus in the summer. So I started feeling like, you know, with my situation changing up, like, uh, for instance, I'm, you know, I've sold my business now, my other business, and and um, I'm in the process of training the new owner. So my time is like just pure gold at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm with them a lot. I'm doing a lot more than I normally would um, with them just to get them up and out the door. Cause they're, they're moving my computer shop, uh, on, let's see, on the 30th. So they'll just be out and then I'll have twice the amount of room nice. that I had before. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, but all of those things take an enormous amount of time away from like my daily sort of routine where, you know, now I'm, I'm, uh, packing parts and I'm doing all of that. So, you know, I'm really trying to stay ahead of the game and it's looking like I'll need to hire somebody to assist me with a bunch of stuff like shipping, logistics, uh, packing and all of that. So I'm, I'm working on figuring out, okay, 
if I hire somebody, how do you know what's the job description look like? And mm-hmm. you know, do I tell them like, hey, <laughs> one day you're going to be packing steel parts, and then the next day you're going to be doing social media posts, and you're going to be you know responding to comments on YouTube, or you're going to be coming up with content ideas. That's is a very name, diversified person. Is the name for that position shop bitch or what? <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, I actually thought about it and I was just like, yeah, you're literally going to mirror me. Right. My whole my, the whole point is, is I want them to be able to do everything I can do. Listen, and, if I live down in your area. That would be me. One hundred percent. You could do it. I know you could do it. And and you would love doing it. I think, you know, we would work together really well. We're, we do a really great job together on the podcast. I think that. Yeah, there's by the way, there's like 100 people that I could hire. They just none of them live here. You know, they right, I right. don't feel like I can move somebody here. It's it's like Naples is really expensive and. It's almost like I have to hire somebody that's been here and who understands that. Like, okay, <laughs> living here, it's a high cost of living area. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration. So, but we, we, I would pay competitively. It's just, you know, m- the whole moving thing is just enormous yeah, for some yeah. people. They can, not a lot of people could do Dude, it. So I'm moving tomorrow. What are you talking about? Let's go. Yeah. Get in here. Get, <laughs> let's go, Brian. Let's start it. We'll, we'll, Fucking we'll change work for the name it, of the company to let's B&B. <laughs> Welcome to B&B Knives. Brian and Hell Brian, yeah. we're making Hell knives yeah. together, making YouTube content. Yeah, we, dude, think about how you and I as a team, we could crush dude, it. We would yeah, we kill. would crush it. Because we'd be making YouTube content all at the same time um, while we're actually working and making money. So it's like, it, it would be a, a no-brainer. I, I started watching this show on um, CNBC's YouTube channel, and and it's not making it. Uh, like Jimmy Dresser, it's just called sure. Make It, okay. and um, and if you look at it, it's uh, if you look at the the series, basically what the theory, the theme of the entire show is, or the channel is, is that it's a bunch. It follows people around in their work lives and like what they do for a living. A lot of it's entrepreneur okay. based. Okay, sounds and then a little some bit of it's like, like Dirty Jobs with uh, what's his name. It is. It's it. Yeah. With micro, it's not that it's it's more like it, they interview people and talk to them about their working journey. Hmm. So like they, they show like, for instance, like they'll say like the title of one video will be like living in Honolulu, Hawaii on forty seven thousand dollars a year. Oh, God. So like right. living out of a van or what? <laughs> now, well, no. The, the What it is, is these people have like come up with creative living solutions so that they can do it. It's just. Yeah, it's super interesting, but here's a theme. Let me just, uh, uh, what I pulled away from after I said, because I'm super interested in how people make their living and how they work. I, I always have um, kind of a fascination with that. That's the reason why I ask you about your uh, new workshop, because I'm just like stoked for you. I think that's just something that um, it, it, it just piques my interest. I love seeing people's workspaces. So um, anyway, the theme and theory, the, the, the continuity piece of these videos is almost every single person who's an entrepreneur that's doing well on that show has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all connected. And so there and, you know, these people say, well, you know, I started a YouTube channel thinking I was going to be, um, you know, like a YouTube personality and like do vlogging or, you know, you know, whatever they're making or doing something on their channel. And then about a year or two in, which is exactly what happened to me, 
uh, their entire theme of their channel shifted because the amount, basically what I always say is the market decides for you. Mm -hmm. The market decided for these people and they realized, hey, there's money in this. I can I can make a living doing this. Right. And it might not be creating content, but the content is a, a component of making that money. And if you watch these videos, it's just like, dude, some of these people are bringing in million, two million dollars a year on their <laughs> side hustles. Oh my god! By working and and you know sharing the uh, journey on YouTube. Oh. So it's if if that gives you any sort of uh, boost or push to continue doing what <laughs> oh you're doing, and if yeah. you look at my situation, uh. I'm I'm exactly that. Like the grinder project was something that was birthed because I started a YouTube channel creating content based around metalworking and knives mm-hmm. and realized that I wanted to make a grinder and then my analytics showed me that everyone else wanted me to make a grinder too. Right. Because they were watching it. So and then I went, Okay, let's try this and let's try that and let's do this and let's do that. And two years later now I have a full time job just doing this. You so, never know what little side man, project is going to absolutely change your life. <laughs> changed my Crazy. entire life, Brian. From yeah. from the moment I realized, like probably about a year ago, I realized like I'm not going to be a computer guy anymore. And that's right. what I was hoping for. You know, I was hoping that I wasn't going to be a computer tech or an <laughs> IT business owner anymore because I, I've been trying to get out of that business for a long time. It's like the yeah. fucking mafia, you know, it just keeps pulling right. you back in. Like Linus you're about ready to get out. You're like, I'm what, done. Uh, Linus, Linus Tech Tips must be like the mafioso. <laughs> Dude, he's awesome. I love his channel, uh, yeah, but sure. you can even tell that there's some disdain for what he does. You know, he, 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 he's he's making really good money, so it probably doesn't bother him as much. But, um, <laughs> you know, what I was doing was not very lucrative. I mean, it made money, and and it just, sure. but it was very stressful. So, right. Anyway, what, so hey, listen. All right, enough about that bullshit. So. <laughs> Tell me what you got going on in your workshop this week. Yeah, so um, I'm working on another batch of knives. I mean, obviously, a lot of my time has been looking at, you know, moving for this new apartment. So it's been a lot of boxing stuff up and, you know, getting all the stuff ready, finding possibly this new shop has spent, you know, that's that's been a lot of my focus the last couple of days. But I've also been working on a new batch of knives, uh, big old sax knife, uh couple choppers a hunting knife edc knife it's all over the place flay knife which is already coming out really nice um but is this the photo that i'm seeing on instagram like that you posted must have been not long ago yeah a couple hours ago yeah yeah yeah. all these yeah so i've been working on that uh one of the things like like ben said you know you don't have to post things immediately after you take the picture so i've been kind of working on you know setting up so that you know i can have this is the first day this is the second day this is the third day back to back to back even though i've had days off in between working on other different things um but anyway so that batch of knives i'm working on um today i basically just ground out all of all of the bevels well excuse me all the bevels i ground out the two choppers bevels um on top of making a couple more content pieces made a new tiktok video um Actually, with that TikTok video, basically what it was is I noticed that a guy named Mark went through and commented over a bunch of my different, um, all of pretty much all of my videos, like, comment, and you know, obviously subscribe to my TikTok. 
And I basically made a video saying, hey, if you want to help my small business, be like Mark here and go through and, you know, basically just trying to push people to interact with my stuff. And I just posted that about an hour ago and it's really starting to take off. And I think that is the takeaway is that, you know, things don't blow up in, unless you give someone a, you know, first of all, say something to stop them from scrolling. And second, um, you have to give a call to action, you know, do this, you know, check this box, do that, you know, comment, like, subscribe. Um, I really think at this point, there's there's so much content out there that people are just going to keep scrolling and keep scrolling unless you, you know, stop them, like shake them in their seat to, you know, yeah. get them to look at your stuff and then ask for that, you know, like or comment or whatever. And, you know, I've done that a couple times and every single time I do it, it always way overperforms everything else I do. So you're right about the call to action in any sales meeting or any sales focused uh, anything I've ever done where I've gotten sales training. They always say, you know, got to have a call to action. And that's so true because um, you feel like an asshole. I did initially. I felt like an asshole doing it like, hey, if you leave me a comment on this you know, video or whatever, I'll, you know put your name in the hat to win something or whatever. Sure. Uh, those are by far the most uh, inner engaged videos that I have out there because people right. are like, sure, I'll comment, you know, why not, you know, or whatever. And then I actually had somebody comment on one of my YouTube videos at the end uh, of my, one of my videos. I said, you know, when you like and comment and subscribe to my channel, it really does help my small business. And it, it would yeah. be super, super appreciated if you did it. And, Man, I had people like writing in going, normally I would never do this, but your plea for and help me understand what it means to someone who creates content when you engage them, you know, so you're absolutely right, Brian. And I think you're, you're crushing it on TikTok. So tell me your stats on TikTok, like where are you at as far Um, as followers and all of that? Here, let me pull it up real quick. You might hear some odd sounds. Um, so I just crossed over 12,700 followers. Okay. Just under 70,000 likes. So it's not like huge, huge, but I mean, it's pretty to big, be fair, to be fair, in comparison to everything else, it's about 10 times larger. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, and do you feel like because you had like a couple of videos go like massively viral on TikTok that that had a role in it? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, twelve thousand of that twelve thousand seven hundred came from one video that got over a hundred and fifty thousand like or views. Now, are also, those, sorry, are those ahead. followers are those followers? Um, would they be considered quality followers, or would they be considered kind of like fringe followers? Um. So, I would say that in comparison to other social medias. Um, a follower on TikTok will convert to less sales by like a massive amount. But because my follower count is so much larger than everywhere else, I've gotten more orders through TikTok than anything else right now. Interesting. By like by okay. like double. I'm dude, I you're the first person I've heard of that said that they've made money on TikTok or they've made managed to make a conversion on TikTok. And, and I think that's just because I don't have a lot of peers or contemporaries or whatever that are in you know involved in TikTok. Uh but it's it's good to hear that you're actually doing those conversions that people are actually engaging you and like DMing you and saying like, "Hey, I would like to buy a knife from you." 
And well, you, actually, been you can't really DM effectively on TikTok because you need to follow. They will follow you. You need to actually follow them back for them to be able to message you. So I push them all to Instagram. Okay. Gotcha. So, but they they all originate from TikTok. It seems like right now. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It's definitely where the most eyes are and the most active users are. But you know, like I said, one one follower equates to less sales than if you know you're on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. But you know, there's yeah. there's probably fifty followers to every follower you find anywhere else. Or there's just 50 more eyes than there is anywhere else per person. I don't know. It's it's just, I, I haven't really did a crazy deep dive into it. It's just, you know, th- this is all kind of anecdotal to me, but I don't, I think it's doing well. It's better yeah, than anywhere no, else right now. Of course. Now. I mean, if you're selling things using that platform, then it's a success in my yeah. mind anyway. Yeah. yeah. Their money's just as green as anyone else's. Yeah, it's really all about exposure. I've I've been asked that a few times, like, where do you put your focus or whatever? And it's like, well, I kind of just spread it out wherever I can get exposure. I don't really so much care about, like, monetizing things anymore. You know, I used to listen to, like, bigger YouTubers say that, and I'd think, yeah, right, that's bullshit, you know, whatever. Uh, but Casey Neistat is a classic example of that, where he feels like, you know what, he doesn't really care about the uh, monetization so much as he cares about the exposure because that's like what led him to like selling his companies and things mm-hmm. like that for millions yeah. and millions of dollars. So, right. you know, I'm kind of in the same camp because ad revenue is really not reliable. Speaking of Casey Neistat, did you ever try that, um, that app that he tried putting together? I did. I, I looked at beam and, um, yeah. it was a awesome, awesome little, it was almost like TikTok before TikTok. Right, um, where you, you're the idea is you put the the phone to your chest and just do whatever you're gonna do, and yes. you're not you're not thinking about the content. It's just you know you're living your life and you put your phone to your chest and you it shows whatever you're doing. It kind of yeah. takes the production out of it. Yeah, no, it was a brilliant idea. They just didn't execute it correctly, and then he sold right. it to CNN, I think. Oh, which I'm, killed I'm it, pretty I'm sure. sure it was. <laughs> they killed it. They, they totally <laughs> royally. Uh, they pulled a uh, a Disney on the Star Wars uh, uh, franchise. They they just really murdered it for a while, <laughs> and then I think they destroyed. And then you know, and Casey talks a lot about it because he had a um, non disclosure agreement that was good for like maybe two or three years. <laughs> and then, and and then, then one it just day lapsed. After. <laughs> yeah, it just lapsed, and he went on Steve-O's Wild Ride podcast. I don't know if oh, you've ever listened to Steve-O's Wild Ride. I'll have to, to, check, I'll have to check that one out because that sounds like a riot. It is. It's really good. He he records it in his like little surf van. He's got like a like a sprinter van, then he set up a recording studio in it. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's really cool. So he drives around the country and interviews all these people, and he's interviewing Casey Neistat, and Casey's like talking about how you know, CNN just totally royally screwed up beam and it sucks because he spent so much time developing it. And then, you know, of course it flopped. It flopped. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, because they were like on the way to becoming the next TikTok, Right. I mean, that and was really that way. Yeah. I was on it literally the day it launched and I, I played around with it for a couple months, but you know, it's of course with any sort of early adoption type thing, you know, the, the content is 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. ...there and you don't quite understand what's going on. And I kind of jumped off of it probably relatively early, but I'm sure, you yeah. know, with, with Casey behind it, it was probably going to jump, but... Oh, it well. would have. It would have, but he was in leadership um, with CNN, you know, trying to guide them, you know, as to how they should be able to do it together. And then essentially he was like pushed out by the oh, CNN upper executives. Could you make a worse decision to push <laughs> right. the guy who is the only voice that has millions of subscribers uh, watching his every move? And uh, they're like, we're CNN. We're too big to fail. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a whole David Goliath thing. I mean, you know, yeah. they, you, 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 CNN, you do television. See, that's what you do good. And he does social media good. Let him do that part. Right. But, uh, you know, the guys in the suits and the ties make all the decisions and they lost. Man, it was like twenty two million dollars. I think they lost. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure they all so, had but, golden parachutes coming out. Anyways. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, those guys were fine. And Casey was, too. It's just that the, right. it was the shareholders that took it in the ass. But uh, uh, isn't that the hey. way it always is, though? Uh, yeah, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, okay, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm digging your, your workshop stuff this, uh, this oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah of course. I'm sorry. What do you kinda... got going on in your workshop? My bad. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, have been busy doing the, um, tube steel and the steel cut parts, you know, trying to get that all organized again, getting restocked up and we're fully stocked again. So it's all set and good. And okay, so I got this new toy. It's called a, oh gosh, I think it's called a vibratory shaker or a vibratory mm-hmm. tumbler. Um, I, some people call it either one, whatever. This this device Brian's was playing in with the, this new vibrator. Who knows? That's it. I, I not, <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm getting wet, baby. Oh yeah. Hey. Oh, I now we're talking. And uh, so so okay, so if you can imagine, it's like a big square, a rectangular box. And on the inside of that box is another box that's like mounted inside with springs. And then in that box, there's ceramic media. So when you turn this thing on, there's like a motor that spins a spindle and it's like offset just a little bit to give this thing some vibration. And then also it basically resonates inside the box and everything inside of it just turns and turns and turns. So you throw whatever you throw in there, it gets it starts to rub up against all the ceramic media on the inside. Go to my my um, Instagram and you'll be able to just see some examples. I put up I a reel a of how it works. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what is the difference between this or or is it just a really fancy rock tumbler? It's a really fancy rock tumbler. Okay, it's, cool. It, yeah. And, and the reason is it, 
This one is set up so like the 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 casing around the inside of the bucket is a really thick, heavy epoxied uh, piece of uh, uh, expanded metal. Okay. And so whatever you put in there is not going to mar that uh, surface at all. So you can throw like, for instance, I threw those knives in there. The the shop scalpels went in there, and they are uh, sixty seven Rockwell right now. And they're they're not even touching it. I mean, it's you know, so it's 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 kind of wow. a cool thing to see how how it's, it it all functions. But this it, this was like total happenstance. So my my shop is inside of a a, a big long row building uh, that's um, you can own individual units, right? So I own a couple units, and you know the guys next to me own four units or whatever. The shop right next to the mine is a. Um, is an aluminum shop and they fabricate like railings and gates and all kinds of stuff over there. One of the guys, Kenny, um, who works over there, he's not the owner. He's just, he's one of the employees, but he's been with them for a long time. Uh, he used to make knives. And so when I started setting up my workshop over here, um, he was like, you're going to start making knives. Oh man, that's so cool. You know? And we'd be BSing all the time. And he, he actually did a bunch of blacksmithing and in that shop over there, they have an anvil and they have, you know, anything you could use to make stuff, you know? So, um, I, Kenny follows the podcast. He listens to the podcast. He's probably listening to this right now. Hi Kenny. How you doing? Um, and yeah. And, uh, and also he has, you know, he's been watching my Instagram. He watches my YouTube videos and he's like, Hey, um, I see that you might, um, you're buying all these like little tiny cut parts and stuff. You might be interested in this vibratory tumbler. And he like rolls it out. You know, it's like from the, in the corner, it's, it's like covered in dust. It's been sitting back there forever. He's like, it needs a new interior. It needs a new spring and needs all this stuff. So he's like, Hey, you know, let's work something out. And, um, so, uh, you know, I got the interior thing. I, I actually contacted the manufacturer of this thing and found and gave them the serial number. And they're like, it's so old. We don't even have that serial number in our database. <laughs> those, are the but best, they, those are the best yeah. tools, though. The ones that are so damn old that, I mean, they're they're indestructible. They're that old. I know. That's I'm with you. Like, I would almost rather have an old one. And um, yeah. I would like to have a little bit bigger one. Now that I have this one, I'm like, oh, man, I could definitely use one that's like three times this size. But this is just getting me started. But um, and and so I ordered the parts to rebuild it and get it all up and running and everything. And then mm. Kenny did all the work, put it all together. And, he, and I said, you know, hey, you know, what do you want for this thing? Like, how much? You know, what, what do you want to you know, we're basically rebuilding it together and there's no money discussed. And he right. says, well. I would really like to own a revolution. And I was like, okay, let's do that. Deal. You know? So <laughs> yeah, deal. And, um, so I gave him in exchange for this vibratory tumbler, I gave him the first gen four that I ever built with the wow. handle, the custom handle and everything. Ooh, he's stoked to have it. Oh yeah, my he's gosh. He's stoked to ha have it. Yeah. I mean, to and be I love fair, that it's, it's going to him. I was going to say, to be fair, it's next door. So if, I mean, <laughs> it's right there. It's not going far. True. Yeah, true. And I've already started building another one, you know, because I need to have a demo unit. So I don't because right now I don't have a demo unit built. But um, but yeah, he was just stoked to have it and he wants to start making knives again. But he never he him. doesn't have like a really great grinder over there. They don't you know, they use it for aluminum. So it's not really the same thing. And so, so stoked to have a revolution. So he's happy to have it. 
And then yesterday, so we finally get it all rebuilt and everything. And then I'm um, Dexter and I made a nice cart for it so that it'll roll around and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we're rolling it around the backside of the building. We're coming around the corner. Uh-oh. And we don't have that far to go. Like, I don't know. Like, uh oh. Maybe this like is a the start of a feet. bad turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden it starts raining, right? And not just like sprinkles. But like downpour monsoon, yeah, Florida afternoon storm. So we're we're right in front of my door. Hey, no big deal, right? We roll the thing up. It's really heavy. We kind of have to use some crowbars to kind of wedge it through the door. We get it up in there and realize it won't fit. Oh, geez. It's stuck. And now Kenny's stuck in the shop. He can't get out. Dexter (laughs) and I are on the outside. We're just getting soaked. And I yell to Kenny like, Let's just cut this because there's just like one little arm thing that was sticking out that was causing the issue Wait, to get one, through the door. One arm on the on the revolution or on the cart? On the on the tumbler, on the vibratory oh. tumbler. Oh, this is the tumbler, not the cart. This moving is the back tum- over. Not yeah, okay. no, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, exactly. Gotcha. So yeah, we built a cart for the tumbler so it can it can actually gotcha. you know sit on the cart. And I just tell Kenny, like, give me a skinny wheel. I'm cutting this damn thing off. So I just <laughs> cut it off because it was like not a real it did. Basically, you could reweld it back on. It wasn't like right. a huge deal. So I was going to say, cut no, it you, off. You've, you've already designed a better version of that arm anyways. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm looking at this box. And the first thing I did was took it apart just to see, like, hey, could we build one of these? Like, you know, what, what would it take? And and um, I think there there might be one in the future because. They're really expensive. If you buy one of these, they're like five grand. Oh, jeez. And I'm, uh, yeah. And I'm like, why are these so expensive? It is legit like a motor, a shaft, and like a bucket with some springs. There's not much to them. They're just really simple devices. Mm. So uh, I was like, man, all right. Well, you know, anyway. So I got this new tumbler, and I am throwing legit every single thing that I want mill scale or I want rounded over edges on. I'm doing the shop scalpels. I throw those in there because I'm like, you know what? If this thing will remove mill scale from heat treat. Hello. Yeah, yeah that's right? huge. I mean, that you know how difficult that is. Yeah. You, you spend a lot of time doing cleanup after heat treat. As Oh, do yeah. I. I mean, just today I was working on six knives. I spent be- the better part of two hours, you know, grinding off heat, just forge scale. Yep. And I, I know I burnt up an entire 36 grit belt just taking off that for- that mill scale. So, I mean, it's it's a pain in the ass. It's a huge pain in the ass, and I do, I do too. I use a surface grinding attachment on my grinder for it, and that, you know, takes yeah. it off relatively quickly. But it's still a lot of labor. There's a lot, a lot of labor. And by the way, I'm going to tumble these anyway to round over the edges. So it's two birds with one stone, really. You know, you yeah, can throw them honestly, in there. And- I'm I'm thinking of the uh, the kind of like figuring out how you'd slot that into a knife maker's world. I mean, you you heat treat. So you you bring it out of the heat treat of oven, you dunk it, you put it in the oven uh, two rounds of two hours, you're, you're done with the, the, um, oven section of it. And then you throw it in the tumbler and let it, let it tumble overnight. You got that right. And it's completely, it, it it takes that, it, it just runs overnight and you don't have to think about it. You you come in the next day and your blades are ready to uh, finish. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's why these things are, are so expensive. And, and by the way, like for instance, like the device itself, is like say five like this one is smaller so it's probably like a three to four thousand dollar version of it but just like for the liner that was blown out on the inside just the liner was 600 bucks 
Oh my god! Yeah, because it's like an industrial liner. You know, they had to custom make it for me. The guy's like, "Yeah, right. well, I need you to measure the inside of the tub because we don't have this in our, no. you know, on our mm. documentation." Um, so anyway, I'll give a shout out to the company. It's it's called uh, LS Industries. They're in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, good folks over there. They've been in business for forty three years. Um, you know, solid crew over there. I'm hoping because I'm building a relationship with their uh, team over there by doing so. Like I'm tagging them and literally everything, just trying to get their attention because like evolution power tools, if I can get their attention, you know, these are companies I want to saddle up with. I get this question all the time. Like, well, why wouldn't you just like, you know, get sponsored by this company or dude? Like I don't use their stuff. (laughs) That's not, I I don't, I am not a money dude. Like I like making money of course, but I'm not going to be, um, your word means more to you than whatever paycheck they throw at you. I've had, I've had people try to throw a lot of money at me to, to advertise things that I've never used. And I'm like, why would I do that? My reputation is so important. This is my long game. I've got half of my life left, Brian. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that that last half, I keep my integrity intact and I won't do it by, by, you know, marketing some, you know, Chinese shoe company or whatever. Right. I I can't do it, you know? So, but anyway, that's what I'm doing, man. The Tumblr. It is, it is so cool. And by the way, okay, so I know I'm going to get this question a lot. Um, so the the water that's in there, all it is is soap and water. It's just literally okay. Dawn dish dish detergent and water, and it just recirculates. So it just there's a pump down at the bottom. So when you sump. pull out your metal parts, are they all rusted out or what? No. Well, you they would flash rust if you didn't dry them off, you know, right away. Yeah. Yes. Definitely have and but see there's a tray on the one side and what I did was I fashioned a um uh a, like one of my air sprayers like the ones you use to spray water on your yep. blades when you're grinding mm-hmm. them I fashioned a couple of those to point right down into that tray so as soon as I take anything out I have a towel in there and then I have those air sprayers just spraying down um Dude, air you know right on the we thing. need to start and making nothing them. that's rust. that's it these this sounds like a wonderful machine. It's a it is a wonderful machine. It, it for instance, I think this is another revolution project. I really yeah. do because I know it sounds very it sounds like opulent or sort of luxurious for a workshop. If it takes away all of those like all that human interaction for these people who are making knives, it's like a must have. Maybe maybe we don't make one this big. I mean, this one is uh it has a 3.3 cubic foot tub in it. Okay. You definitely wouldn't need anything that big if you were doing um, knife making. You would need one maybe, say, half that size, like one and maybe one and a half, 1.7 cubic feet. Yeah. And that would be way more doable. You could even make like a tabletop version of it. I was going to say, say, how about like a five-gallon bucket version? You could do a five-gallon bucket. I just don't know how long the bucket would last. I guess we would. The, the oh, I'm not issue, saying like out of a five-gallon bucket. I'm talking about that size. Oh, that size. <laughs> yeah, that size would be about right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Five-gallon yeah. bucket or even a little smaller um, would yeah. work fine. Um, and the other thing is, is uh, the tumbling media is not too expensive. Like you can get the, you can buy it on Amazon for twenty pounds of it. I think is like a little under a hundred dollars, and you would need. Uh, you'd probably need maybe 20, 30 pounds of it, depending on what you're trying to, you know, you know, work with as, as far as size. Now, of the here's tub. my question. 
Um, so I, I know the one that you have has this fancy motor down the bottom that makes it tumble in just the right way. Can we just make like a large, you know, you put a five gallon bucket on the side and put the media and have it roll. I feel like that, that engineering feat would be a hell of a lot easier. I think you might be right. I just don't know if it has the same, um, aggressive nature as the shake, because if you look at the video, you'll see that the tub is shaking and that there's like, it's like a resonance. And when you're rolling things, yes, the media is tumbling and falling over the parts, but I don't think it has the same aggressive nature that the shaker would. Um, Maybe somebody out there that listens to the podcast that has a little bit more experience with this stuff could tell me the difference, but I, you know, it makes me think that there's a reason why they did it this way. You know, instead of instead of it just being a big tumbler, mm-hmm. that it, it's a shaker, it's like a vibratory shaker and tumbler all at the same time. So because it tumbles and shakes, which is why I think it's <laughs> more. Hell, man, it shakes, I don't know. It rocks I, and it rolls. <laughs> it's a rock and roll. <laughs> rock, rock and roll machine, baby. That's yes, it. Sir. Yeah, Joan Jett. So uh, so that's what I'm doing. I've been I've been doing that. And now because I have that thing in my shop, I'm just like, well, this doesn't need to have mill scale on it. I'm throwing that in just there. Throw you know? it in. I'm just like, right. just throw it in there. Let's see what it ha- let's see what it does to this. Let's see what it does. To this tin can. You could have an entire <laughs> YouTube channel based on this, by the way. You could probably just create a YouTube channel based around like press tube. You could do like yeah. Tumblr tube. I'm sure somebody's already frigging done it. I'm, oh, you know, but, I mean, uh, I, that's the law of the Internet. If, if it could be thought of, it's been done. We thought of it today and it was probably started like 10 years ago. (laughs) So, yeah, dude. Oh, my goodness. So I'm just looking at that TikTok video I put up and uh, I said that it was a guy named Mark that went through and commented and I made the video around it. Yep. I actually just read the rest of the username. It's Mark Vanderwiff. Oh, it's Mark uh, Vander. It's Mark Van. Yeah, Mark Vandersander. Yeah, Vandersander. <laughs> I didn't even that's realize that. Now you're putting two and two together. Yeah, no, he's. Holy uh, cow. You know, he's he's messaged me too recently. I guess he's back. Uh, he has never really left social media, but you know, he goes in waves like a lot of people do. But yeah, but yeah, I, no, I, he's awesome. I literally didn't Huge realize supporter. until just now, looking at the post that I just posted or the post I posted he's, about a year or a, a couple hours ago. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, there you Didn't go. Even know. He's also a patron the of chances? the Work For It podcast. Yeah, he, he donates man. every month. Yeah, My he's man. awesome. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a great guy. And he also, I don't know if you saw the project that him and Richard Beck collaborated on. Yeah. Um. The uh. The um. Oh, what? My disc sander. The disc yeah, sander. The, they call the, it, but the, there's a name for it. Oh my gosh. The van. Go it's look. not the Vander Sander. Is it? Is it, it the, the Vander Sander? I thought he. Let me look it up. Yeah, you have to look it up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Vander Sander. Because I know they had a couple of different versions of it. Yeah, it's the B A Vander Sander. The B A Vander Sander because it's the badass. Yeah, the 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 whole line (laughs) of stuff that Richard's putting out is all badass. uh, Like his grinders, the shredder. Yeah, and um, yeah, that really cool device, by the way, that um, tilting. Um, I had a long conversation with Aaron Lee from a mm-hmm. Lee knives. Great guy. And great guy. Uh, he calls me every once in a while and well, like he's on a big job right now down in Louisiana. And he's like, 
uh, terminating a bunch of like cat six terminals and stuff. So he's just like got tons of free time on his hands. I mean, he's working, but he needs, you know, he wants to talk. So we're, we're bullshitting back and forth. And he's like, sure, sure. Look, you got to get a disc sander in your shop. He's like, it is a game. Cause I don't have one. I have like parts right. to one, but I just never set it up, you know? And, um, he was telling me how, what a big game changer it was. So, uh, these guys, uh, Richard Beck and, uh, Mark Vanderwerf, they got together and created a kind of a tilting version of it. And it's all plate steel. You can weld it up. It's kind of like a revolution, but it's a disc center attachment. Mm-hmm. Not even, no, it's not even an attachment. It's a freestanding thing. Yeah. And, um, really cool device, by the way. So, you know, go check them out. Um, Beck, uh, let's see the best way to get to I don't know if they're selling them in the U S or not, but Richard Beck, He's got a YouTube channel called Beck's Armory, and then he's got a website called Beck's Armory. So you can find that and go out and check out his stuff because he's got, man, he's got some awesome concepts and great tools, and he's making all kinds of stuff, forges, grinders. Um, he makes forge burners. Interesting. I believe. Yeah, yeah the guy's like, and, and, and just so you're aware, this is like a side hustle for him. He has a full-time <laughs> job. So he's doing all of this oh, as a side hustle. So that he's like the classic definition of work for it. Work for and it, I know baby. he listens. Yeah, and I know he listens to the podcast. So we appreciate you, Richard, and your work. And yes, it, I think it's such an important thing that people understand. Like, you know, it looks easy, but <laughs> this guy's got a family and he's got a what? You know, he's got a wife and kids and he's got a full-time job and he still manages to produce this kind of stuff. Oh, What's and also on top excuse? of that, he's kicking ass every day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's doing social media and YouTube. He's made he's got a YouTube channel with over ten thousand subscribers. I mean, I'm sure it's more than that now. And right. I'm just like, dude, if you like these people tell me they work really hard, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like you know <laughs> tell you that you don't work hard, and I'm not trying to you know beat you down or whatever. Take a page out of Richard Beck's book. Because that's a person that works hard. And if you're not working to his level, then I think you can't you can't say you can always you work, work harder hard. is, is the uh, theme of that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good example to um, kind of look at. So. Um, so while yeah. we're on Instagram, do we want to go over the work for our projects? I do. Let me let me get there. I'm, is there new stuff on there? Yeah, there is a couple. Is it projects now or is it projects still? Well, I just went under project. I, I don't know. I I guess we projects can Projects has 28 posts. Wow. Look. At well, I'll go ahead and switch over then. I'm going to see what's over there. Oh, look at this. Mark Vanderwerf. Yes, sir. And we've got... Uh, Mar- oh, we've got um, Maximus Knives in Lufkin, Texas. I don't know if you've seen some of the kitchen knives he's put out recently, but mm. he is crushing it, dude. This last one that he made with the handle scheme, it's like a dual layer, dual color handle. It's beautiful. Oh, man. Can't go wrong. And then you got Cack Cutlery. <laughs> I actually talked Cack. to him. On, he was on one of the uh, live streams. <laughs> he is not. I don't. He wasn't mad about us calling him Cock Cutlery, but he informed me that it is not Cock Cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cack. We apologize. I so is it Cack? Is it it's like K-Hawk. Well, how K? K- oh, oh Hawk, because right, it's his, double A, right? K Hawk. So he explained yes. it like he phonetically yes. wrote it out. Okay, good. Very good. Okay, so we've got him. He's doing the. the I love these tight macro shots. 
he's doing a red micarta handle. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and he with the brass pins and it just looks killer. It's yes, it so does. That's one so of the things good. that I need to pick up is a um, you know, something so that I can get those micro shots. The micro lens, I mean, yeah. just to be able to show off your detail like this guy right here. Okay, I wonder what color. he's using to take that photo. You don't you don't think it's done with like an iPhone? Every time I try to get that close, my thing's mine blurs out. So maybe maybe I'm just bad at my job. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or you know what? Here's here's a tip. If you want better macro shots using your cell phone, you got to have a lot of light. Oh. Because that's that's where the, those lenses they're they're too tiny, so they can't they get it like you know boosts the gain quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, just make sure you have a ton of light. If you have a lot of light, you should be okay. See, this is why I lean on Kyle so much. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing when it comes yeah, to that, for sure. For sure. For uh, sure. Jamie Dombrowski uh, has made himself a welding table and a welding cart that looks amazing. I'm a, I got a huge boner for that. I love that stuff. I love welding carts. That's going to be another project. Ben's Bites. Oh, he's killing All it. over Ben's the place, Bites. yeah. Oh, Those handles that he's been putting it, out. I know, I know his style is the uh, wah style, the oct octagonal handle. Yep. Every yep. single, like, you would think that after you've seen one or after you've seen a couple, you've seen them all. But every single time he puts out a post with one of his handles, oh, you can just drool yep. over it. It's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And he, he's very, um, he showed me how to make them. So if you ever see me make uh, uh, an octagonal handle or a hidden tang handle, it's mm -hmm. because um, Ben showed me how to do it. And he showed me how to do it all through, believe it or not, through text and FaceTime. And he walked <laughs> me through like, you know, OK, like if you're going to grind these down or if you're going to cut them with a saw, this is, you know, the angles I go for. And mm -hmm. he even has like a cool saw uh, uh, jig for his table saw where he can cut these. He actually He's got does, it down to a science. He he does a lot of Instagram lives, and I I jumped on at once, and he was showing me the glue up process. How he's you know putting yes. a bunch of you know wax around it so that the glue doesn't stick in certain spots, and th that man is he's he's good at what he does. <laughs> what there's can another I say? guy. There's another guy who's uh, he's also working for it, doing the um, doing the woodwork and knife making is also a side hustle for Ben. Yeah. And, Again, he <clears throat> he's crushing it, man. He is crushing it. Crushing yes, sir. It. All day, every day. Jamie the Squid. Jamie Blow. He's he's doing some uh, traditional blacksmithing, making these hooks. Yeah, these those hooks, hooks. Look, those hooks look awesome. Um, really that's do. that's another thing is um, I I made a little coat rack, just like you know, basically make little hooks like these, slap them on a piece of wood, and you know, put them up on the wall. I didn't realize how difficult that is until I've done it. Holy cow. It looks so easy, doesn't it? But right. it is not. It is not it is, easy. It is not fun. <laughs> I mean, ja no, Jamie's excuse me. Working on Take that back. Really it cool is stuff. fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun, but you got to practice your butt off. It is a lot of fun. I just, you're right. It's one of those things where um, you, it looks easier than it is. Once you understand it, it becomes fun. I think right. for me, the when I forge anything now, I'm just like stressed because I don't do it enough. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna screw this up. But uh, Jamie Blow, he's um he's working on some new cool prototyping stuff, and um, I got a sneak peek 
And I won't say what it is because he's developing it, but um, I was lucky enough to kind of see what he's up to. So, Jamie, I am so eager to see what you do in the future. It's going to be awesome. Another post, we've got Badass Blade Works, my buddy CJ. It looks like he has his touch mark all figured out. I'm not quite sure what that's supposed to be, but it looks really cool. I he says here, when your touch mark gets the uh, perfect depth. Yeah, it does I look really nice. I'm not sure if that's a hot stamp or if that's, you know, electro etched, but yeah, it looks like a good post. It looks like a stamp to me. If it's not a stamp and it's an etch, that's impressive. Right. I think it's a stamp. Look, look in the background. You can see his stamps. They're, they're oh, yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I've been working on, especially with this new batch. This new batch, I finally did an entire, you know, six knives where each and every single stamp came out good. So because before, you know, I was doing these hat stamps, and I was still trying to figure out my process. and I'd get, you know, the, the tops all look nice, but the bottoms kind of faded or, you know, one side yep. over the other gets a little bit, you know, a little bit too deep. But, you know, this is the first time I've actually made an entire batch of knives. And I'm like, holy cow, all of them look decent. But so no, it's to just see, like anything. The more you do it. Right. I mean, right. You're, you're developing your your process. So it makes sense. But to see this really intricate, like, I mean, that that has some really fine details in it. So I can only imagine how difficult it is to get that stamp perfect. So good job. CJ. It, 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 yeah, nice job, CJ. And it looks big, too. It looks like maybe it's like an inch long. So. Yeah, dude. Taking ass and taking names. I th You know what I think it is? I think it says the word strike on the left. Oh, yeah, I can totally that? see that. And then it looks like a lightning bolt or some sort of, like, force, right? Like, coming mm -hmm. down on something like a strike. Yeah. Look at you. You figured it out. <laughs> I'm pretty smart, you know. I'll figure it out. Cool. Well, well we're thanks at the to everybody. What? Thanks to everybody who participated in the Workflow yeah, Projects awesome. hashtag and does continue to participate in it mm -hmm. because uh, we need your. We I love I love this part of the segment of this of the show of the podcast where we get to see what the people who are listening to the show are tagging that hashtag and then we get to talk about them and then they get to listen to it later it's kind of a yeah, neat dude. little cyclical thing I, it's, it was a fantastic idea i'm glad i thought of it <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> I, I will always take credit for all of your work brian just so you know <laughs> one of the brian's thought of it that's for sure Yeah, exactly that, that brian guy he's pretty smart yeah let's go <laughs> so at the end of the last podcast kind of switching gears here a little bit um, sure. At the end of the last podcast, I talked about or maybe alluded to my anvil story. Let Ooh, me jump yes. into that. Yeah. So this was about two weeks ago. Almost. Yeah. Just about two weeks ago. So my brother was up from Nashville and it just worked out that he and I were going to hang out for a little bit. And I the night before found on Facebook Marketplace the absolute most killer of an anvil deal like of the century. So, as most of you guys know, you know, a decent anvil is normally, you know, about, it can go anywhere from five to 10 for a really nice old one. You can, you can jump up north of $10 a pound. 
So this anvil, I, I looked it up. It was a mouse hole anvil. So it was it was made between 1830 and 1835. So it's ultra old in just a Mac. Like the face of it was just the prettiest flat. There was one little chip out of one corner, but damn, that old. You, you can, you can, you know, that one chip is fine, you know. Sure. 214 pounds. So like my little Harbor Freight anvil is 50 pounds. So you can imagine like just how much better work I could do on that level of an anvil. It was listed at $500. Okay. Right. First of all, when you, when I see that, like, holy cow fireworks, this is like, what's wrong with it. I'm going to need this thing. And uh, so, you know, it, it definitely looked too good to be true. That's for sure. So start contacting this guy. So he posted at, at midnight and literally at like midnight, uh, mid so 12, 10 in the morning, like 10 minutes after he posted it, I was like, I must have been the first person to message him and basically be like, hey, you know, where are you at? Let me let me bring cash. I will be there tomorrow. Uh, get back and forth with them. And, you know, basically it came down to you know, Hey, I've got money in my pocket. I'm coming your way. What's the address? And he gave me the address. So it's about an hour away, hour North of me. So that's totally fine. People, people travel States to find anvils. So like me driving an hour is like nothing. So, you know, this thing, I, I figure at the point, and I imagine just about anyone would say, if you have a deal and you tell someone, Hey, it's $500 and they agree and they say, Hey, I have cash in hand. And then you tell them the address that's it's sold. Like that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. Have you like that? That just sounds like common sense. So anyway, so my, it just worked out that my brother was, you know, made it into town and we're hanging out. So, you know, even better, I have another set of hands to lift this God heavy anvil. And, um, so we get, we get in the van and we start heading North and, uh, you know, we're going all the way and you know, it's fun. I'm, I'm chatting with my brother. I only see him a couple times a year. So that was, that was nice. And, uh, we get about seven miles away from where this address is. And the man messages me, Hey, it's sold and gone. Turn around. Don't come. What? What in the hell do you do with that? Uh, <laughs> do you think it was actually sold or do you think he like he realized that he priced it too low or something? I guarantee you between midnight and eight in the morning, he must have gotten a million messages offering who knows how much. Yeah. yeah. But yep. still, you know, when when we finally agreed and I said I had cash in hand, it was two in the afternoon. So like he must have gotten all of those messages well before then and could have said, Hey, sorry. I've talked to someone else and they're offering more whatever I, I could yeah. agree to that. Or, you know, if I say I'm on my way, I'm an hour away, maybe tell me at that point that someone's already getting it or whatever. I, I have this thing with selling stuff online to people that are local. I just don't do it anymore. I just donate <laughs> everything now. And, and here's the reason why most people are inconsiderate assholes. Oh I have God. learned this. I have learned this. And like, for instance, uh, um, I used to give a lot of things away on Facebook Marketplace. I would just say like, um, you know, whatever the item was and free and here's the address and, um, you know, must be, you know, must pick up today or tomorrow or whatever, you know, to try to like organize it. Right. Of course, you get like a 50 people that message you and I just say, 
the first person to show up to take this thing gets it. You know, like, here's the address. Come get it, whatever. Then somebody will say, message you, go, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, an hour away. I'll be there. I'll come pick it up. You know, um, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm going to come pick it up tonight. Okay, great. So then I just tell everybody else, look, someone's coming, you know, to pick it it's up. Over, just right? I'll, It's over. Then that person never shows up. Ah. And then you message them and you go like, hey, well, you know, I thought you were coming. And they're like, well, no, something happened. It couldn't get there. And, you know, and I'm just like, okay. Well, then I'm going to sell it. I'm going to give it to somebody else. No, 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 no. I'm co- I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Uh. And they never show. <laughs> and I realize this. Okay. You you just you just made my case. I'm going to throw this thing into my car. I'm going to take it over to Salvation Army or St. Matthew's house or whatever. And I'm going to give it to them because I don't want to deal with this anymore. I mean, like, people are just such legit assholes about stuff like that. I just like, I, do you think I just sit around and do this? Like give stuff away? You know what? Right. Hey, Brian, you know what? You're not we're Mr. Gonna Beast. You're, gonna... You, you yeah. have more to do with your time than, you know, try to give yeah, shit they, away. They waste your time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. People Ugh. need to just be considerate, you know, and this guy was not considerate to you. I mean, you, you were very clear about your intention to buy the thing. Right. You know? So, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just that you sucks, know, bro. I'm stop, so sorry. Stopping at seven miles out and realizing shit, this you know life changing. Well, not life changing, but still, like that would be the. Last it would have been pretty on. epic, right? And honestly, that level of an anvil would have been like that. You you get one and you're done. Like you you don't need more past that. But yeah, shit. you're right. <laughs> shit, it was too good to be true. It, yeah, when I said, you know, it sounded too good to be true, mate, who knows? Maybe he's just an asshole who puts up stuff like that and wastes people's time. <laughs> there are this those is this guy's MO. He just loves this. He just <laughs> lo- <laughs> Let I'm me just going to post like, post like, t- get pictures of anvils online, just like post and be <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm going to sell this anvil. It's like, a, you know, 500 pound anvil for. Three hundred dollars. Uh, come, come to Naples. Like all these people driving. Out. Sorry, don't do turn around. It's it's, right. it's sold. I've already. Well, oh, let me God. tell you. After he sent me, you know, t- hey, it's sold and gone. Turn around. First, you know, a couple messages of what are you like? What? And then once I realized that conversation devolved so quickly. <laughs> really. Oh, was it God. was it like like he got mad at you or oh, was it just f you f everything yeah it was oh it was wow bad. yeah he he just ugh. <laughs> i didn't realize people in michigan use the f word yeah i know you guys it's, are it's... all so wholesome up there oh geez there bud let me just sneak on a past you <laughs> canada light up oh here. no oh no i know better i i've i've had my few my run-ins with i used to spend a lot of time in ypsilanti and i'll tell you just, what oh yeah just don't bring up ohio state and we'll all be fine Ohio State. What I was flying one time and I was wearing a Michigan shirt. Yeah. Just it just said Michigan, but it was like University of Michigan. And one of the guys was like, That's the wrong school. It should be the other one. Whatever the other college there is. And right. I was like, Well, here's the thing. I'm from Florida and I, I bought care. this in the airport. So yeah. <laughs> the one I had, the shirt I had on, is gross because I've been working for the last thirty hours straight. On an airplane, so yeah, yeah, the, it, it's funny, but the, I, I typically the Midwestern folks, man, you guys were. I mean, I would be classified as Midwestern. I spent twenty six years of my life there. Sure. So you know, I think we're all pretty good salt of the earth. Type oh yeah, people. we're all good. We're all working speaking for of it. salt of the earth. 
It's dad joke time. Hey. What are you are you ready? You got do you got your bone out? Let me warm up just for a second. Give me a second. All right, go ahead, warm up. All good. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. So a guy walks into a bar and was immediately disqualified from the limbo contest. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> God damn it, I didn't even realize. <laughs> hey, that must have been a good one because you didn't get it right away. A man walks into a bar. <laughs> disqualified from the limbo contest. Oh, touch the bar. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Goodness. Well, That's we just it. made well, an hour, hour and 15 minutes without Ben. What the heck? I don't know where he is. I, I messaged him. I said that I sent the link, but you know what? He, he gets really busy and I know he's like this time of year, especially there's wildfires oh, yeah. going on everywhere. Who knows? He got pulled into something, I bet, or he's on a call or whatever. No, and he got a stimulus check. He's, he doesn't want to work today. <laughs> he's sitting on the couch watching the A-team, most likely, or something like that. Yeah, that guy, oh, man. Geez. What are Poor you going to do? Well, we miss you, man. I don't know where you are, but we appreciate you as always. And, uh, well, listen, Brian, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to call that a show. Yeah, we've man. we've covered just about everything, I think. I mean, unless you you can come up with something else. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what? We got to end on a high note. Yes, sir. Dad joke's always the high note. What are you talking about? Dad joke is always the high note. I I think that one wasn't like the best dad joke. Oh, it got like, me. That was a good. It one. got you pretty good though, right? I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I I thought that was pretty pretty freaking funny. So, all right, listen. If you're listening to the Work for It podcast. And you want us to discuss your current projects? Go out and tag WFI projects, projects like with an Plural. S. Or, yeah, you could do both. You could do WFI project too with either one. And then we'll we'll look at it and discuss it on the show. Hopefully, get you'll get some more followers, and uh, we'll make that happen. Speaking of followers, Mark Vanderwerf, I think he's probably beat it now. But um, the where he tagged us all in was he was. Um, just under 2,000 followers on Instagram, which is huge for Instagram. So um, yeah, he's man, doing awesome. really great over there, and he's crushing it. He's kicking crushing it and taking it. names. That's just it. All right. Well, hey, listen, Brian, it was great catching up with you. Wouldn't it be so funny if Ben, like, hopped on Jumped like, right, right now? now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas. What? Wait, what happened? Just in Wake time up, for Ben. The outro. Oh, God damn it, Ben. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, all right, Brian, good chatting with you, man. We'll we'll see you next week on the Work For It podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons and anyone who supports us by just liking, commenting, and engaging with us on all of our social media. And also, if you're interested in supporting us financially, you can do so. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash work for it, you can support what we do right here on this podcast for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year. That's yeah, like man. buying us a burrito. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you know, or uh, or a case of beer, real cheap beer. But, you know, hey, <laughs> that's it. So. All right, guys, yeah. we'll catch up with you later. Thanks right, so guys. much. Thanks for joining. Have a good one. Adios. I'll do Ben. Adios. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Adios. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.